The Church of Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, welcomes you to today's edition of Shi'ar Jeshub, featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, this is Patty Scalzo, and in this broadcast, we will be continuing my husband's sermon in the Heavenly Authority series taken from 2 Samuel chapter 11. This is the section on David's sin with Bathsheba, the wife of Uriah the Hittite. When we left off, David is trying to get Uriah to return to his own home and wife, so that no one would know the child Bathsheba is carrying is David's, and David's sin would be covered over. So let's go back into the Sunday service and rejoin Pastor Greg. In verse 9, But Uriah slept at the door of the king's house with all the servants of his lord and did not go down to his own house. He has a servant mentality. And we'll see he was not a servant. He was an important man in David's army. But the question is, has David been loyal to him? Has David respected him the way Uriah shows respect to others? And here's the thing about sin. Many times we sin because we want what we want. We want to get what we want to get. And we don't realize how that sin affects others. And as we hurt others, so then we grieve God. John the Apostle writes in 1 John chapter 4 and verse 20, If someone says, I love God, and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? We show our love to God who cannot be seen by our reaction, by our care and concern for those we can see, for his creation, for his children. And this commandment we have from him, that he who loves God must love his brother also. Now, David loves God. He sings to God. He praises God. But did David love God in this instance? When he saw Bathsheba and he wanted her, did he think of the pain that it was going to cause Uriah, one of God's creatures? Not only that, one of God's worshipers and a faithful worshiper. Was David loyal to Uriah? Was David loyal to God? Many times, like David, we may only see the part of what we're doing that we want, and we forget the impact that it has on others, and the impact that it has on God's perfect, pleasing will, because we want what we want. And that's how David is acting in this situation. Uriah is not a servant in the sense of being a lowly common household servant, Uriah is so dutiful to David that he's listed in 2 Samuel chapter 23 and verse 39 as one of the 30. These were an elite core of David's army. These were the commanders. He was not just a mere soldier. And in 1 Chronicles, if we look at 1 Chronicles chapter 11 and verse 9, it says, So David went on and became great. And the Lord of hosts was with him. 
Now, these were the heads of the mighty men whom David had, who strengthened themselves with him in his kingdom, with all Israel, to make him king according to the word of the Lord concerning Israel. And this is the number of the mighty men whom David had. These mighty men were the ones responsible, in the natural sense, of getting David into power, of establishing the strength of his kingdom. They were leaders. They were great men of valor. They were the ones he could trust and count on. And what does it say down in verse 41 in the list? Uriah, when it gives all the names of these mighty men, these leaders, Uriah the Hittite. He was not just a mere soldier. He was not just a household servant. He was a respected leader, one of the mighty men, one of the 30 elite. And he showed his loyalty to David. He's one of those responsible for making David king. Was David loyal to Uriah? Has David shown himself noble here? And noble to the person who's been loyal to him? Friends, where is nobleness? Where is loyalty to the right things of God? Where is faithfulness to God and his chosen people? These are values that have gone out of society, and I'm afraid many times these values go out of the church. Nobleness, dutifulness, faithfulness, loyalty. I tell you, too often the world is more dependable to its own than Christians are to each other. Too often people in the church act like David. They take, as he does in this situation, and they're not like Uriah, concerned for the well-being of others. Jesus told a parable in Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, in verse 1, he tells his disciples about a certain rich man who had a steward. And an accusation was brought to him that this man was wasting his goods. So the man was not a good servant, not a good manager. So the rich man called him and said to him, What is this I hear about you? Give an account of your stewardship, for you can no longer be steward. Then the steward said within himself, verse 3, What shall I do? For my master is taking the stewardship away from me. I cannot dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I have no qualifications. I'm going to lose my job. What am I going to do? Now, this man's an unrighteous man, but he's clever. I have resolved what to do, that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his master's debtors to him and said to the first, how much do you owe my master? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. So he said to him, take your bill and sit down quickly and write 50. So while he's still in his position, He's calling in the debtors to his master and cutting their bill down. He's bringing money into the master quickly, though not as much, and he's making friends with them. So he figures when the master lays me off, they'll take me in because look how favorably I, I've dealt with them. Now, he's not doing it out of good motives. He's not doing it out of the kindness of his heart. He's doing it out of his own selfishness, but he's smart. He's clever enough to know that if I help them out, maybe one of them will turn around and help me. And it goes on. He does it to another. And in verse 8, the master commends him. It says, uh, so the master commended 
the unjust steward, because he had dealt what? Shrewdly. Shrewdly. For the sons, Jesus said, and here's the key scripture, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. The people of this world, for their own sake, will help each other, will network together, and will cooperate, not out of any goodness, but out of selfishness. And the children of the light oftentimes do not. They're not shrewd. They're not clever. They don't think of the consequences. Here you have David. He is a loyal follower of his, and he's going to destroy the man's life. He needs his men. He needs his good men. He needs his soldiers. And he's going to destroy this man's life. Too often, the church acts that way. Too often, there's more cooperation in the world than in the church. Too often, God's people are not true, not cooperative. They don't support one another. There's no sense of loyalty. There's no sense of duty. And worse, many times, there's backbiting. There's tearing down, and there's a tearing down of God's work. And the work of God can die. Even as the world knows how to support itself and build up its demonic imaginations, its demonic agenda, the agenda of God can die. And worse yet here, here is David. He's literally going to stab Uriah in the back. He slept with his wife. He's trying to cover it up by using him. And ultimately, he'll cause his death. That's how desperate people get to cover over their sins and their wrongs and their deceptions. Verse 13 of 2 Samuel chapter 11, if at first you don't succeed, what does it say? Now when David called him, he ate and drank before him, and he made him drunk. And at evening he went out to lie in his bed with the servants of his Lord, but he did not go down to his house. So David tries one more time. He really gets him drunk, and he sends him on home. But even in a drunken state, Uriah does not go home to be with his wife. And so even his second attempt does not succeed. Now, we can call to question the wisdom of Uriah's actions here. Maybe love and loyalty to his wife should have dictated that he should see her. Maybe it might have been the wiser thing to do. Maybe... She wouldn't be so apt to go out in the courtyard in full view and bathe. Um, but from Nathan's comments later on, we have to conclude that Uriah does indeed care very, very much for his wife. And whether his loyalty to the other men and the troops and Joab is being overdone here or not, whether it's wise or not, we cannot question his sincerity we cannot question his motives. He's loyal to God. He's loyal to David. He cares for Israel. He cares for the troops. And David knows it. He knows Uriah is a man that can be trusted. How, how do we know? Verse 14, in the morning it happened that David wrote a letter to Joab and sent it by the hand of Uriah. He's not afraid of Uriah taking and peeking into that letter, is he? Right? If he thought maybe he had a scoundrel, he might be careful to write it down. He sent a different messenger. But he knows Uriah is so trustworthy that he can send a letter that'll call for his own death, and he can trust Uriah not to open that letter up. 
So David knows who he's sinning against. Verse 15, And he wrote in the letter, saying, Set Uriah in the forefront of the hottest, the fiercest battle, and retreat from him, how cowardly, that he may be struck down and die. So it was while Joab besieged the city that he assigned Uriah to a place where he knew there were valiant men. And Joab goes right along. Joab is loyal. But this is not a righteous loyalty. This is misplaced loyalty to authority. This is obedience to David when he should not obey because he's breaking the command of God. We'll have to break at this point and continue the sermon in our next broadcast. But we hope you have enjoyed your time listening to Shear Jeshub and that this program is valuable to your walk with the Lord. If you enjoy these Bible teachings by Pastor Greg, we would like to invite you to worship the Lord with us at our Sunday service. Shear Jeshub Christian Tabernacle meets in the upper room of the Memorial Hall on Meeting House Lane in Madison, Connecticut at 10 a.m. every Sunday morning. The hall is adjacent to the town green and opposite the James Madison Memorial. You can also write to us at our P.O. Box in Branford. That's Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle, P.O. Box 518, Branford, Connecticut, 06405. We hope you join us next time as Pastor Greg teaches from God's Holy Word. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve Him.